guys, welcome to Intimate Spaces Beyond the Blog. We are your hosts, Felicia Griffin and Devin Nance. So this is our first episode, Black Love is Radical Love. So let's start it off with a question. So Devin, what does sexual liberation mean to you? Well, just right off the cuff, first thing that pops into my mind is being totally... I don't know if comfortable is the right word, but okay, fine. Being totally comfortable in your sexuality and your sexual preferences and your sexual decisions and partners and things like that. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. I think it means like um, not being afraid to ask for the things that you want and the things that you need sexually. Right, so being like confident in your sexual decisions. Yes. So we use the word. So we use this term all the time, and I didn't actually know the real definition. So I went to Google and looked it up, and this is kind of this is something like a real definition. So sexual liberation is derived from a social movement in the 1960s that challenged the norms of behavior related to sexuality and sexual relationships throughout the United States. So the movement was created to remove the guilt or judgment that comes with freely meeting sexual needs. So that's kind of what we basically say. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so free from judgment, saying what you need sexually, realizing that sex is just a natural part of the human experience. Which is hilarious because there's a huge, even to this day, there's like a stigma between, well, with sex. Yes, which is, you know, going off on a little tangent. But it always surprises me how we live in such a, sex negative culture and yet at the same time we live in such a sexually saturated culture mm-hmm. like sex is everywhere it's well, literally in everything it's used in marketing it's used in entertainment it's used like books books everything and yet at the same time we have all this negative thoughts and feelings and behaviors that were programmed to think so negatively about sex I mean, you watch a TV show, you always hear about somebody powerful is having a sexual scandal with somebody. Yes. And they're trying to, like, cover it up. And it's always just, like, this huge thing. And then let's not even, not to jump into the religious bubble, but to jump in it real quick and then jump back out. Because I'm not trying to get into a religious argument with anybody. (laughs) But, you know, sex as a Christian and, like, all the parameters around it. Or even not even just Christianity, you think about Islam. Like so, Judaism. There are so many rules and regulations around sex and sexuality. What it means, what it doesn't mean, who can do it, how they can do it, when they can do it. I mean, as well. So, why is it important? Why is sexual liberation important? Well, I mean, sorry, were you gonna jump into the answer? I mean, to me, it's just like you always think about and just being adults trying to forge our own paths and journeys. Like, it's important because everybody's different like people do things that make them happy people's preferences are different Mm -hmm. like you know you're raised if you're raised in an environment where it's kind of a stigma well if you're raised in an environment where sex is a stigma it's just one of those things that people my mother's calling me (laughs) (laughs) so how are we talking about sex yay I feel like you can cut this out. Hold up. Yes, ma'am. I didn't mean to. All right. 
totally over the way. Thought she was dying. Okay. <laughs> Back to the sex. Yay! So, <laughs> another reason why I think that it's so important, though, is that sex is unavoidable. Fair. Everyone has a sexuality. Yeah. Right? Even asexual people, that's a sexuality. Mm. Like, you have a relationship with sex. You have a relationship with your sexuality. So, why not be able to freely talk about it? I mean, fair. That brings it into the... Then we start talking about intersections around who gets to talk about their sex more freely. Talk about women. Talk about black people. Talk about, you know, LGBT folks. And that's kind of what the whole purpose of Intimate Spaces is, is that there's this supposed to be this safe space for black bodies to freely talk about sex and sexuality and love. Mm -hmm. Because there haven't been safe spaces before for black people to have that kind of conversation. Right. Free from judgment, free from stereotypes. Those stereotypes. So many sexual stereotypes <laughs> around black bodies. So many, we'll get into those <laughs> a little later, but <laughs> so many. So when we talk about sexual liberation, what does that specifically look like for like black people? Um, well, I'm like, pretty radical about the idea of sexual liberation and and talking about sex specifically for black bodies is social just social justice work like it is imperative for us to be able to move forward to have these sort of conversations around sex and sexuality because so much of our sex and sexuality is related to the way that we're perceived by people outside of our race outside of our community so you think about like sarah bartman so if y'all don't know who Sarah Bartman is, she's a hot and tight Venus way, way back, I don't know how many years ago. Okay, y'all gonna have to look her up on Google to get the actual back year. day. <laughs> okay. But she was basically treated like a circus freak because she had large breasts and large buttocks, things that are very common in our community is for black female bodies. Even after her death, she was taxidermied and put in a museum into the 1970s, I think. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it seems super, like, far, but it was pretty recent. Yeah. It was, yeah. Or how many black men have been lynched because their sexuality is perceived to, their sexuality is feared, right? Right. So there's no possible way that you should come in and take our white women. No possible way. Okay? You deserve to die because of that. I mean, there's the whole, the whole, like, categorization of, like, black slave men referred to as the mandingos and stuff like that like just yeah it's been in the way i mean we think about black people have constantly been seen as promiscuous right and so during the 60s and 70s a lot of black women were sterilized without their without permission like they didn't give consent to that no but because you were seen as a promiscuous person and you came in and gave birth to a child they decided because you are promiscuous and you probably can't take care of these children and we start getting the welfare and the welfare queen and all these stereotypes, you no longer should be able to have children, whether you wanted to or not. So that decision was made for you and then wham, bam, sterilization. And then we see modern depictions of that today. No. Oh, <laughs> oh the modern depictions. Right. I mean, flip open magazine. You see, I mean, very basis of marketing, sex sells. 
everywhere. And getting deeper into that, just sexuality when it comes to black bodies and things like that, everyone's favorite or not favorite, well, my personally not favorite family, the Kardashians, you know, made bank off black body stereotypes. Yes. The same stereotypes, the same body parts that black women are built out for on a daily basis. Very. So, you know, plasticky looking asses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is Kim's butt real though? Real? No. 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 Her butt's not real. It's oddly put on her thighs. I watched the sex tape. I was trying to figure it out. I mean, I watched the sex tape. <laughs> and I am 100% sure it's not. I see her, like, just in pictures, though. It's just like, why did it sit like that? It makes me uncomfortable. You don't even get me started on Kylie's lips. Cause... Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to know how Stormy going to grow up to look like. Well, Stormy's half black. I mean, hey. So. But we all saw them before pictures of all of them. Where they lips go? <laughs> All the questions I had. Well, you know, everybody think that's sexy. You look at, like, even, unfortunately, even black women, like, those that did, weren't blessed with, you know, Megan's butt cheeks, they, mm-hmm. they buy it. Yeah. They build that body. Because Cardi B had whole ass shots. Yes. I mean, that thing is magnificent, but in certain angles, it looked Scary. Nikki. <laughs> oh my! Let's not even get into that. I forgot all about Nikki. How? <laughs> yeah, she built her Juku Barbie. Wasn't always built like that. But yeah, but this just kind of just is just more proof around so many the way the stereotypes impact how we view our attractiveness, how we view our sex, how we view sexuality, and. There just needs to be a space for black people to be what they are and enjoy what they like. Yeah, enjoy what they like and just celebrate how they're made, right? Yeah. Like, it's not some big asses and big boobs and stuff like that aren't always, like, they're great, but that's not, like, the only thing that exists. Yeah. You know? And this this idea that we're so hypersexual, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I just think this single narrative is really detrimental. And so you should be able to create this space so that people who don't fit into that narrative can still experience pleasure and joy. Sexual liberation? Yeah. In a nutshell. (laughs) All right. Well, wow. That actually lasted longer than I thought it would, (laughs) conversation-wise. Huh? I know, that's what I'm about to do. <laughs> I was trying to like smoothly transition into it, but okay, bro. <laughs> Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> that sounded real newscaster. I apologize. <laughs> So, okay. After figuring out what sexual liberation means, why it's so important to white people, why this space was created, I guess the next kind of important thing to talk about is like, how does what does it look like, and how do you how do you do that? How do you actively engage in sexual liberation? 
every day. Hmm. I feel like that's a good question. You want to start? I want to start. Okay. Um, but it's kind of like basically what the definition says. Like you ask for what you want. You ask for what you need sexually. Okay. So um, let's make this a little more. So let's put this into the scope of our own relationships. Okay. Like our own sexual relationships when it comes to our partners and things like that. Like how do you express your needs and wants? I guess the biggest thing is like because we live in such a sex negative culture, even when you're like, it's crazy because it's like, you can sit here and be asshole naked in front of somebody and they can be sticking all kinds of shit inside of you. <laughs> right? Essentially. And yet, when it's time to sit down and talk, it's awkward. Like, you don't know what to say or how to say, like, I didn't like that. Right. Or I did like that. Can you do that more often because you didn't do it enough? <laughs> right. Like, uh, like it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels like if you say one or the other sometimes in some relationships, in some points, like, you can do all that stuff. But sometimes, like, I'm across this boundary. If I be like, I really did like that, continue doing such. But you have, but that's part of sexual arrangements. You have to have those conversations. Well, because otherwise you're just gonna be like, okay, great, we're gonna do the same shit again, yay! Or like, I didn't like that, stop that. So it's like having to say like, this is a boundary for me. You did this thing, I did not like it. Can we not do that again? Or I don't feel comfortable doing this. Or you did this thing, and maybe you did it on accident, but it actually turned out to be really great. So could you do that again? Right. Because to me, a part of liberation, freedom, and things like that is open lines of communication like being yes. able to express those opinions feelings thoughts if you can't do it in your sexual relationship where the hell else can you do it if you can get that ass naked as the day you came out in the world in front of somebody you can say hey i don't like that you did this thing well i mean i i agree because like in just general well not general relationships but like let's take my relationship for example I am very comfortable, well, inside and outside of like sexual relationships. I feel like I'm very comfortable expressing my needs mm-hmm. and wants. Like if I have a specific feeling, I'm gonna be like, I didn't like that, let's talk about it. Cause I'm a very communicative person, I feel like. So when it comes to like my sexual relationship, I am that person. So if something's happening or we're doing things, we're in a rut, like let's do something different. Let's spice it up. Let's talk about it. And I also, when we talk about like opening up communications around sex, I think that opens up communication for all in other intimate topics like love, mm-hmm. like relationship status, like, yeah. like like communication is so important in our romantic relationships. Like this is just one topic. Like you have to be able to communicate, mm-hmm. or else it's just you're not going to be satisfied. Right. And why do anything that doesn't satisfy you? Why indeed? Or at least does it seem like it's going to at some point satisfy you. Right. Right? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect because I think another thing about sexual liberation is that there's more than one person involved. Fair. So you may like something and that other person may not. You have to respect that boundary as well. Because consent is important. But that's a Oh. for another day. I'm about to say, <laughs> is a whole episode in itself. <laughs> Talk about the same day. But, 
you know, if it doesn't have the potential to satisfy you or it's not satisfying you, then why do it? Doesn't make any sense. Fair. Man, I definitely agree. Satisfaction can be. I guess is saying satisfaction can be learned. We. I think you can teach someone to satisfy you. That. Okay. Yeah. I'm about to say, is that weird? I don't. Mm. Because I mean, like any relationship, it's all it's about learning in a certain aspect. Because you know, you don't just meet people and be like, yeah, I know what you want sexually, let's go. Like, you gotta figure that out. And that's where sexual liberation comes in. You have to be able to talk about these things without judgment or fear of judgment. Yes. Well, I think that's, we kind of covered it all. I feel like we did. Yeah, so. That is sexual liberation in a nutshell. I hope that you all are out there practicing good sexual liberation skills, getting some good fucks in, and all that good stuff. All the fucks. All the fucks. All the satisfaction. All the learning and communication. Yes. And then we'll see you all next time. Yeah. Next time, next topic. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Bye. Bye.